everyone, you're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. Today we hear a special message where Pastor Ed speaks to incarcerated men at a Fellowship Church prison campus. You can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Good evening. How's everyone doing? Wow, it's great to be here. Thank you guys so much for being here. Please be seated. Please be seated. Wow, what what a joy and privilege it is to be at Hutchins. You know, you know, I want to tell you a little bit about a little bit about my life and a little bit about just the word, because you know it's amazing as we live lives, you know, God shows us that He is God. I mean, all we have to do is look around and we can tell that man, we didn't just happen to show up on this planet spinning into nowhere, that we matter to God, that we have a purpose, that we're one of a kind. And I always tell people, you know, be yourself because the Bible says that. You be you. Because if you aren't you, who's going to be you? You have a certain laugh, a certain personality, a certain vibe, maybe a certain style, the way you walk, that is uniquely you. And I've spent too much time in my own life trying to be other people But I learned as I've grown in my relationship with Jesus, Ed, be yourself. Now, God has a great plan for every person here. The Bible says it. God has a great purpose for our lives. Yet, what I did is the same thing that you've done. It's the same thing that everybody's done. We've blown it. We've messed up. We have sinned. And you know, you hear the word sin. Sin is simply an archery term. It's like you're shooting an arrow and you got a target back there the arrow falls short. That's what it means to sin. So we've all fallen short. Every single person here has fallen short. And no one taught me how to sin. No one taught me how to mess around. No one taught me how to do my own thing. I just know how to do it because I'm a natural born sinner. But as you know, and maybe you don't know, God thought this ingenious plan up. It's it's, it's just, it's, it's crazy. God in his love sent Jesus Christ to live perfectly. You know, all the time people say, man, that was righteous. Well, that means it's perfect. Jesus lived righteously. He died sacrificially. He rose bodily. Therefore, he's given you and me an opportunity to know him. And it's a relationship. So Christianity is not a religion. A religion is spelled D-O. I got to do this or I can't do that. Christianity is D-O-N-E. The work has been It's been done. If we could see God's plan for your life and mine in heaven, we'd be like, what? We'd be like, what? That's how amazing God's plan is for every person's life. In fact, I've never locked eyes with someone who does not matter to God. So God has a great plan for your life and mine. Well, God has this great plan and he's made us uniquely, but we have evil in the world. How do you explain the evil? It's, is, is it a bad chromosome? Uh, was our nursery painted the wrong colors? Did we, did, we, did we have our diapers put on too tight? No, it's deeper than that. There's a dark, personal, sinister force out there, the evil one, Satan, who does not want you and me to reach our potential. First of all, he doesn't want us to walk the bridge and give our lives to Christ. Secondly, he does not want us 
to discover God's purpose for our lives. So what does he do? Every time God has a gift, Satan has a counterfeit. Are you, are you, are you with me? So in other words, God has these incredible things he's given you and me, yet the devil always counterfeits them. For example, I love to fish. I love to fish. I don't know why I've always loved fishing. And who would he likes to fish? Okay, you got it. All right, all right. So, so Jesus said, once you become my follower, you need to fish for men. So I think it's funny how most of the disciples were fishermen. Jesus hung around fishermen. And people are like, man, I wonder why he chose so many disciples who were fishermen. Because these guys were from the wrong side of the tracks. Read about them. They were Galileans. Mean, foul mouth. They were, they were like rebellious. They would get up in your grill. Jesus picked these guys to be a part of his squad, his team, the disciples. He transformed them into fishing for fish. He said, I'm going to make you fishers of men. And we see in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see the lifestyle, the change that happened when they discovered God's purpose. So stay with me now. God has a purpose for your life and mine, but the devil wants me to settle for second best, second best. So what does the devil do? The devil tempts, the devil fishes. And, 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 you know, sometimes when I fish for shark, I love shark fishing. What I'll do is I'll cut some fish up, bloody fish, it's called chum, put it in the water. And man, when those sharks get the scent of the chum, they come in hot. They're like, <laughs> all you got to do is toss some bait out, boom. And you got the shark. But here's what's so funny about a shark. When a shark will bite a bait with a hook, he's so big. He's so strong, he doesn't even know he's hooked for a while. It's hilarious. You like set the hook, and even you hear the sounds, and that shark's just like swimming along, no big deal. All of a sudden, though, when he feels the sting of the hook, he freaks, thrashes, and splashes. And if you're in the water, when a shark is hooked, you better get out of the water because they'll bite anything. And I've had sharks bite the bottom of a boat. I've seen sharks bite docks when they're hooked because they're all messed up. The devil, think about this in your life and mine, does the same thing with me and with you. He chums the water. He goes, man, here is this guy. I know God has this amazing plan, this purpose for his life. So I don't want him to achieve that purpose and plan. Yes, he's a Christian. Yes, he's walked the bridge, but I don't want him to achieve that. So what does he do? He chums the water. The devil knows where we're vulnerable and where we're valuable. He tempts me at my strengths and my weakness. But here's the good news. We have the power, if we're a child of God, inside of our lives, we've got the octane. We've got the strength to overcome any temptation thrown at us. Is that awesome? Any temptation. Now, I love, I love trucks. I do. I've, I've, I've had trucks for a long, long time. Anybody like trucks? Well, as you know, there are different types of trucks. There's the half ton, three quarter ton, one ton. What that means is the truck's frame can only take a certain amount of weight, like half ton, three quarter ton. That's the maximum weight. That's what God's word says. God's word tells you and me that the Lord will never allow a situation to occur in our life, that he will not give us the strength 
and the power to come through it. In other words, he will never put too much on your frame or my frame that we go, well, I just, I just, I just can't resist. God will always give us the strength. So what do we do? When the enemy begins to chum to try to attract us in things that are contrary to what God wants, we've got to realize that. How does a big shark become a big shark? A big shark becomes a big shark by looking at a lot of bait and not taking the bait. By looking at the hook and going, man, I don't want to mess around with that hook. Because that shark knows somehow within his little brain, if I take that hook, I'm going to get in trouble. As I live my life, there's a lot of bait in the water, right? There's a lot of chum out there. A lot of things that can mess all of us up. And we learn through our mistakes. We learn through taking the bait at the wrong time because all of us have taken the bait at the wrong time. So what we have to do is the Bible says we need the wisdom of God. In other words, we need to be able to look past the bait to the hook and go, man, I don't want to take that, even though it's enticing, even though it's good for a while. Think about that shark. When he takes the bait, for a while he's like, man, I've gotten away with it. No big deal. I've eaten a stingray. Stingray's good shark bait. And that man, the stingray's good. But little does he realize, not only does he have a stingray, the stingray has him. The stingray's hooked him. So I've had times in my life, so have you, where you've gone, okay, I'm gonna take that bait, even though I know I shouldn't, boom, I'm taking the bait, we swim off, we're like, everything's fine, everything's cool, no big deal, and then all of a sudden, eh, 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 and we're in trouble. And we thrash and we splash, and it can cause a lot of collateral damage, am I right? So think about that. God, say this prayer every day, give me the wisdom to look past the chum, past the bait, to the consequences. Because here's one of the great things about God. We're not robots. We're not robots. We have a freedom of choice. I can choose to do, right, what I want to do. So I can choose what I want to do, so can you. But I can't choose the consequences. In other words, there's a lot of stuff I can do and I'm free to do it, but man, the consequences are lethal. So we need to think past the hook to the consequences because when the devil hooks you and me, he's, I'm telling you, he's a good fisherman. He's not the fisherman Jesus is, but I'm just going to say, he wants to fight. I'm going to reel him in. I've got him. I've got him. And he throws us into the boat but the devil does not release us. What does he do? He calls the taxidermist <laughs> and, and stuffs us, right? And we're on his wall. And the devil's like, man, look at that guy. Look at that girl. Man, they took the bait. They didn't know. I got them. And, and, and man, they're on my wall for the rest of their lives. Then he whispers to you and me, man, you don't deserve to jump down off that wall. You took the bait. You messed up. But here's the good news about Jesus, because we've all messed up. Jesus practices catch and release. Yes, we've messed up. Yes, we've taken the bait. Yes, we know what happens when we get hooked up and we thrash and splash. We understand that. We need to learn from our mistakes, and the Bible says that, to understand temptation and we need to realize no matter what we've done, 
God wants to take us from the devil's trophy room and release us into a life of greatness. But I gotta tell you, man, but I gotta tell you, you know, the Bible, the Bible keeps it real. People are always talking about, man, keep it real. Well, the Bible keeps it real. When you give your life to Christ, and I'm, I've been a Christian for a long time, you will be tempted. But here's the deal, God does not tempt us. Did you know that? God does not tempt us. The devil tempts. God tests us to make us strong. <laughs> the devil tempts us to make us do wrong. Say it with me. God tests us to make us strong. The devil tempts us to make us do wrong. Well, here's what the half-brother of Jesus said. Now think about this. This is the half-brother of Jesus. People say, well, man, maybe Jesus fooled a bunch of people. You can't fool your family. Here's what he said, James. When tempted, not it might happen. Think about it. You're a shark. I'm a shark, right? And the devil's fishing for you and me. When tempted, no one should say, oh, God's tempting me. Don't tag that on God. God cannot tempt. Because if God could tempt you and me, he wouldn't be God. The devil tempts like a good fisherman. Hopefully I'm a good fisherman. I know where sharks are at certain times. Certain, certain tides, high tide, low tide, the different currents, I know where sharks are. And I have friends that know where sharks are. So I'm gonna fish when they're the most vulnerable and when I can catch the biggest. So no one's to say, James chapter one, verse 13, when tempted, God's tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when, by his own evil desire, he's dragged away and enticed. Desire. Do you realize God has given us our desires? God thought desire up. If I didn't have the desire to eat, I'd die. If we didn't have the desire to drink water, we'd die. If we didn't have the desire to procreate, no one would be here. So desires are good. God says, use my desires in a God-given way. But here's what I do sometimes when I mess up. I'll take my God-given desire and use it in a God-forbidden way. And it works out well for a while. You got some kicks, but the kickbacks, man, are absolutely wicked. That's why God says, you're gonna be tempted. But each one's tempted by his own desire. He's dragged away and enticed. This, this phrase, dragged away, in the original language is pronounced XL conimos. It means to lure a fish from hiding. Is that unbelievable? That's why I've been talking about sharks. It's right in the Bible. To lure a fish, to lure a shark who's just swimming along, and all of a sudden, boom, desire, and desire hooks up with will, and then all of a sudden, whatever is moving, he's taking it. Dragged away and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin is full grown, it gives birth to death, James says. But check out James chapter one, verses 16 and 17. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. That's why we need, because we're fish, Godcentration. Say that with me, Godcentration. We concentrate on Jesus. We concentrate on living for him. We concentrate on the power that's inside of our lives. 
we concentrate not on our first birthday, but our second birthday. Our first birthday was when we were born. And we didn't have a choice on that matter, did we? But I did have a choice when I was born again. Now, if I rely on my first birthday when I'm tempted, I'm toast. I mean, I'm going to be on the devil's wall every time because I'm not strong enough. I'm not man enough to say no to that bait. No one is. But when we concentrate on our second birthday, the fact that we're born again, think about it, man. We're adopted into the family of God. We can tap into his inheritance. Jesus is in our lives. The Holy Spirit's in our lives. And he gives us the power from the inside out to live the life that God has for us. So that's my, that's my fishing story. So what I would tell you is, just, just, to, just to wrap things up, the Bible says we should have enjoyment when we face various trials. Okay, I'm facing a trial right now, and the reason you're facing a trial is because God has something awesome right around the corner. Man, I'm, man, I'm going through a difficult time in my life. I'm telling you, God has something great around the corner. Enjoyment. So when trials come, okay, enjoyment. Endurance. What do trials help me to do? Endure. I mean, if I didn't have trials, I wouldn't endure, man. It'd be like, okay, yeah, whatever. Endurance. Staying the course. Continuing the commitment. So I've got enjoyment. God, I don't understand it, but I thank you for this trial. Now, God, look at this. I know you're building something in my life to crash through this quitting point. And here's another one. Enlargement. It enlarges my sphere of influence. It enlarges who I am. It enlarges God's plan for our lives. Temptation is real. Jesus is the ultimate fisherman. The devil is a fake fisherman. Let's ask God to give us the strength, the wisdom, the power to look past the bait, past the hook to the consequences. Let's make the choices that God desires. Let's enjoy, I don't mean fake joy, enjoy the trials knowing something right there is gonna happen just right around the corner that's awesome. And let's think about the endurance and how God is gonna take his plan and expand it into a giant ocean for you. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this life. I thank you for these men. I thank you for this incredible purpose that you have given all of us. And if there's someone here and you've never walked the bridge before, you can walk the bridge right now by simply saying, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I've messed up. I turn from my sins and I turn to you. I believe you lived perfectly, died sacrificially, rose bodily, and right now I give my life to you. I walk the bridge. Give me the strength to discover your great purpose for my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey guys, thank you for being a part of Fellowship Church. And come see us very, very soon. I'm telling you, the best 
is yet to be. Thank you for listening, and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.